Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. All right, here we go. It is a Thursday live in Los Angeles. A lot of things percolating. It's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. One hour from now, if you gamble on football, fantasy football, want to get smarter at football, Greg Cosell, NFL Films, one hour as is customary on Thursday. J-Mac, the network at Fox, we have made a uh, decision, an executive decision. No more bad games on the network. So this weekend, uh, last weekend was Ohio State, uh, Michigan. Uh, This weekend, it's Philadelphia, San Francisco. So the executive sat down and said, no more bad games. So we're starting this weekend. This is the game of the year, right? Do you believe that? I would say so, yeah. uh, You know where I lay on this one, where my my bank account is on this one. Yes. yeah, it's it, a big game. It, so San Francisco's going to Philly in their favor. We'll get to that in a second. So the Eagles are 10-1, and one, best team in the league situationally, great roster, got to the Super Bowl last year. They are so good in close games. I mean, I've never seen anything quite like it, right? But is there a downside to that? Oh, there is. We went back seven years, Super Bowl champs. 10-plus point wins. You see, teams that win the Super Bowl flex. They blow out teams. Now, you know that in college, but it's true in pro football. If you go to the last seven Super Bowl champs, Patriots had 10 wins over 10 points. Eagles, 2017, Nick Foles, 7. Patriots, 8. Chiefs, 7. Bucks, 8. Rams, 6. Chiefs, 7. If you go back a decade, there's only one exception. Denver Broncos 2015, but that was that Brock Osweiler, old Peyton Manning circus year, right? Like they couldn't get the quarterback thing right. And that was also the best defense we've all probably seen in the last 10 years. Philly doesn't have that. In fact, in NFL history, Philadelphia has the second worst point differential for any team that's won 10 of their first 11. They don't flex because they can't flex. For the record, the two current teams that look like, historically, they will win a Super Bowl. Take a deep breath. Dallas and San Francisco both have seven blowout wins. Philadelphia's got two. Philadelphia went to overtime with Washington and was outplayed at home. They were in a competitive game with the awful Patriots. They've trailed, I think, at half last four games. The numbers don't lie here. College football national champions, be it Georgia or Michigan or Oregon, the three best teams in the country, they've got a half dozen blowouts. 
Cowboys, blowouts. Niners, blowouts. Last decade, everybody but the 2015 Broncos, blowouts. And again, that team had a great defense. Maybe the best in the last 10 years. And you could say, oh, Colin, you're really reaching here. Am I? Let's go back to the last several years. Who was the best team last year in one score games? It was the Vikings. They were 11-0. And quick exit from the playoffs. Well, what about the year before? Well, let's go to 2018, the Cowboys. Nine of ten wins. One score games. How did the playoffs go? They lost early. Seahawks, 2019. Remember that team? Russ cooking. Ten of eleven wins. One score games. Seahawks out early. Lost in the divisional round. History tells you how it works. College football, we've always understood it. The natty, the champions, blow people out. Like half their schedule, sometimes more. But it works that way in the NFL, too. You flex. Lobsided. San Francisco going to Pittsburgh in the opener, beating them by three touchdowns. Dallas crushes teams. Probably crushes Seattle tonight. Philadelphia squeaks by, even against average to bad teams. I love them situationally. But I like that one Cowboy team and the Seahawk team and the Viking team. This is their reality. But Kyle Shanahan says, I still don't understand why we're favored going there. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I don't really know how that stuff works. So um, I don't really know why. They do such a good job of balancing everything out with the dropbacks, the play actions, the RPOs, the quarterback run game, the regular run game. Uh, so it's, it's really impossible to stay ahead of them um, in terms of who has the chalk last. Who has the chalk last? This is not a criticism. This isn't really even opinion. And this is an opinion-based show. It's just data and facts. Super Bowl champs got to have about six, seven flexes. Rollover teams, suffocate them, pin them down, pull away. Philly doesn't have very many. Um, all right, let's talk Cowboys. They play tonight. They'll beat Seattle. It's got 33-17 written all over it. Geno Smith, a pick. Dak throwing for 275-plus yards. Dallas is a great team at home, a great favorite. They don't lose at home against average teams. Seattle's defense right now is below average. It does feel like a Dallas win. Who knows? Um it's interesting. I'll sit home like the rest of you and watch tonight. But what I keep going back to, and and sometimes, um, you know, in our, I, I'm a big believer in this. Like if I was a pilot, and uh, you know, I get a weather forecast like pilots do before the flight. We got a storm that just moved in. I would alter my route. Right. If I was a stockbroker and I have loved a stock for seven years. And then I got some information that the CEO is selling his stock. I would sell mine. I've never understood loyalty to old news. I don't think it's flip-flopping. I think it's smart. New information, new opinion. Mike McCarthy is not my favorite NFL coach, and I stand by that. Situationally, I just don't trust him late. But I do keep coming back to this. We all bang on Mike McCarthy. Got to be honest, it's the best Dak I've ever seen. So Mike McCarthy with Brett Favre went 21-11. and 11. Very good. With Aaron Rodgers, he went 98-55-1. Very good. With Dak Prescott, he goes 29-15. and 15. Very good. And with Cooper Rush, he went 5-1. and one. What's the common denominator? Colin! He got fired. So did Pete Carroll twice, Tom Landry, Bill Belichick, and Andy Reid. <laughs> Being fired is not the end of the world. Now, I would say in the NFL, we would have to agree that Bill Belichick, it's the truth, right? He's the most accomplished current coach. Got all the rings. Tom Brady's the most accomplished quarterback. You can't argue it. I do believe today, because the NFL has pivoted to offense, that Andy Reid is the current best coach in the league. And I also think there are three other offensive coaches that we hold in very high esteem and should. Sean Payton, Kyle Shanahan, and Sean McVay. Imperfect, really, really smart guys. But are you all comfortable acknowledging that Mike McCarthy is in the next group of Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, Mike McCarthy, and Doug Peterson 
Super Bowl winners who have clearly been able to more than once build a winning football culture. Yeah, I know. You're not comfortable with that. (laughs) And I've had my criticisms, for the record, of Pete Carroll. I think he can be a little stubborn at times. Mike Tomlin, a little tone deaf with offense. I think Sean McVay can get a tad cute at times. I wish he ran more. Uh, Sometimes Shanahan's a little too tied to his system. So there are no perfect coaches. But if you look at the coaching tier in the NFL today, most accomplished Bill, best now Andy, offensive gurus McVay, Peyton, Shanahan, then it's five dudes who have won Super Bowls, hoisted trophies, all of them for the record. You know, I mean, Peterson's the only one that can say, I won with a backup. I mean... Don't we consider Tomlin, Peterson, McCarthy, Harbaugh, Pete Carroll? I know you want to push back on McCarthy. And my takeaway is he won with Cooper Rush. It's the best act I've seen. It's arguably the best Aaron was. He was good at the end with Favre. And by the way, he's made, and he's known as a passing guy over a running guy, he has made this CeeDee Lamb-Dak combo top three in the league. Can't deny it. You watch it every Sunday. I do. So... I just keep coming back to this. He just keeps winning. Three months ago, I didn't think Dak was going to play like this. I didn't think Dallas was going to blow out seven teams. But you get new information. Did you think Dallas would blow out seven teams this year? Did you think CeeDee Lamb and Dak would become a top two to three combo in the league? Did you think Dallas looks like they could go to Philly and outplay them, lose close? probably be favored the next time they faced him. I didn't, but it's new information. Mike McCarthy's better than we want to acknowledge. He's imperfect, like all of them. All right, J-Mac, I'm feeling it tonight. Mm. I, I, don't, I, I always have a hard time giving 9, 10 points for a game, but mm. um, Dallas wins these home games. Yeah, okay. All right. They win them convincingly. Um, Seattle's defense, for whatever reasons, despite personnel upgrades the last two years in the draft, has regressed over the last several weeks. Geno's banged up. So I think Dallas, again, it's a a 10-plus win. We we like going head-to-head. I'm on Seattle. I made the bet this morning, 9.5. Waited for the 10, didn't show up. Hey, could you pull back the coaching tiers for me? Because I thought there was a name missing from there. Any chance we could get it on the screen? Yeah, here we go. I'm looking for the guy... Who's number one in the league right now? He went to the Super Bowl. And Nick Sirianni did not make in the list? Nowhere? Not one of the top coaches in the league, Colin? McCarthy, by the way, has one playoff win in his last five seasons coaching. That's it. I, how is McCarthy ahead of Sirianni? Just because he won um, a Super Bowl? You know, we're just I don't be, know. Yeah, because he's built twice oh, oh. powerful teams and hoisted a trophy. Now, Sirianni, if you recall in Philadelphia, struggled early. Shane Steichen um, took over play calling. Yes. They were great. Steichen leaves. The offense has not been the same, and they're in far more close games. Last year, Philadelphia blew out eight teams. This year, they go to overtime with Washington. Yeah, they're close games, So they're, but- as an offensive coach... The offense has regressed. So, so we're penalizing. Yes, I would agree. A little regression. We're penalizing well, no, for no. being ten and one. No, what I'm saying is, it's all contextualization of a of a topic. Sirianni calling plays early, and Sirianni now, Philadelphia is is can win games. The the Shane Steichen superpower left. They're not the same team. I would I would agree. Yeah. I, by the way, I can like Nick Sirianni. There's 32 coaches. I just named like eight. There's just not many. <laughs> I don't I know. Mean, I, they I also have judge him on the postseason, and McCarthy has been an immense letdown in the postseason. Oh, for the record. Okay, it's interesting you bring that up. I also don't have Matt LaFleur. Um, Matt LaFleur with Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, two and three. McCarthy had a winning record and a trophy. That's a so good. who's better, LaFleur or Mike McCarthy? Who's better? I would lean McCarthy. I'm not uh, as sold on uh, Lafleur as you are. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm sold. He didn't make my list. So you got Lafleur or Sirianni? Close. Yeah, that's that's a close. I one. think they're both more than capable. More than capable. But but it's funny your pushback. Think about that. And this is really my point. Your pushback is how is Sirianni not over McCarthy? 
because one has a ring and one is re one is built two powers. Well, Shanahan does not have a ring. He's known as the guy who cannot come back to win games. Zero thirty-seven when trailing by eight or more in the fourth, and all. Nick Sirianni's Eagles do is come back and win games. That's all they do. They dominate fourth quarters. It's, I mean, the Sirianni stuff is wild how good he's been so quickly. Hmm. Um, I'm not denying he and LaFleur are very good. Mike McCarthy's been doing this five times as long. I mean, it's, it's, and for the record, winning in Green Bay, everybody just thinks it's easy. No owner. You don't get top free agents. Yeah. Holmgren won, McCarthy won. Last year with Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur didn't win, and this year they're not winning. So we've all made, and I think Green Bay drafts and develop very well. So it was all this. When McCarthy left, Aaron kind of pouted and didn't Aaron, right? And then, oh, save the day, LaFleur. LaFleur just off a losing season in a weak division, and now this year. So who's the better coach? It, it, a final question. New information. Now, yeah. McCarthy's rolling. LeFleur's crossing his fingers that Jordan loves the guy. What's, who's the better coach? Yeah. What's the best performance McCarthy and the Cowboys have had this season? Well, they've blown out seven teams. Mm-hmm. I think I think going to Philly when they outplayed them was really impressive. And losing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. It was a trick question because I started to look this morning. I'm like, well, you, what's the you, Cowboys' but, most impressive performance? But you, if you go to your average Reddit board. I don't do that. I know. Either do I. <laughs> but but I've, I've been before. And it, it, at this time of the year, here's what you hear from everybody. Who have they beaten? Well, we have to acknowledge there's 10 to 11 very good teams in this league. Okay, so let, let, let's not. I mean, again, if they beat Seattle tonight by 17 points. That's hard. Pete Carroll does not get blown out a lot. So you have to give teams credit for blowing out other pro Certainly. football teams. Yeah. Yeah. Washington went toe-to-toe. They beat Denver, who's the hottest team in the league. Like Washington went toe-to-toe overtime with Philadelphia. Dallas beat them by, what is it, 25, 30 points. you gotta get, you got to give people credit for the knockout. You know, in boxing, if you knock people out in the first two rounds, you get credit for it. More than a decision in 11, 12, you know, 10 rounds, right? Yeah. So there is something to be said. Knockout power, as I showed you with the Super Bowl champs, is a real thing. Super Bowl champs, eight blowouts on average. They blow, they flex. They blow teams out. Great point. More than just winning. <laughs> best record. Go look in the last 20 years. How often does best record win the Super Bowl? Yeah. Not right. as much as you think. I have a great parlay for you this weekend. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, please use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Here's my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. I'll take the Lions minus four at the Saints. I'm out on Dennis Allen. I think he's one of the worst coaches in the league. Lions got embarrassed by Green Bay. They bounce back and win. Chargers minus six at the Patriots. A desperate team coach in a hot seat in New England. I'm not sure they want to win games. I'll take the Chargers to win by more than a touchdown. And I'll take the Jaguars hosting the Bengals. Jake Browning, not it. Can't beat you downfield. Jags want to get that number one seed. They're motivated. If you want to take the Herd Parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Please, new users, use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. It's real simple. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. 
Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Kayla Williams, USC quarterback, told the LA Times it is a game time decision. This brought to you by Credible. No Bull Zone, sponsored by Credible. Great rates, none of the bull. Um, His dad told GQ in September that his son, Kayla Williams, had two shots at the apple, could return to school. I don't believe this is true. I think he's going to go pro. I think it would be a big mistake to stay in college, probably. Go pro. Don't get hurt. Go challenge yourself. So there is, and this uh, has to be acknowledged, there is, and I've heard it around the league, a, a growing concern about certain entitlement stuff, um, intangible concerns. This, of course, was Caleb Williams' first bad season, bad in terms of winning and losing. Uh, nobody questions the talent. Nobody questions the traits. Go to your message board. He's the number one pick. Nobody questions that. Nobody questions that. Um, But this is the first bad team, and he showed signs of sometimes not feeling like he was really engaged. Um, And you better get engaged fast, because Chicago, Arizona, and New England have the top three picks and bad rosters, and you're going to lose. In fact, the staff looked it up this morning. The only number one quarterback pick ever with a winning record, ever, Andrew Luck. For the record, he got pushed back. I had to defend him for years. That's it. So he's, Caleb's going to lose a lot of games. But here's where I would back him. First of all, traits, talent, indisputable. But anytime anybody in life is the first person or the most significant person of note to experience something, where do you go for advice? What's the roadmap? He is the first and highest paid NIL star at quarterback, five million bucks a year or more, while in college. He made half, he made more than half the LA Rams last year. Does he go to his college coaches for advice? What advice could they give him? They've never had a five million dollar college quarterback. LA's a glitzy town. He made more money than fifteen of sixteen USC coaches. Half the Rams, the fifth highest paid person on USC's campus. That includes the president. Where do you go for advice? What is the roadmap? He's 20, what, three? I mean, look at your social media account. Most of you haven't achieved this much, and you've got all sorts of attitude. Nobody's ever experienced this. Well, what about Colorado quarterback stop? Colorado, USC, different brands, different world, different markets, Boulder to L.A. So I will push back on this. He made more than 15 of 16 USC coaches, and all the players knew it. He was on national commercials all season. Made a lot of money. And there's nobody he can lean on and go, dude, how did you handle it? What's it like when, like, teammates are coming up to you and you feel like you got to buy everybody everything every day? So this is new 
territory. It's uncharted territory. It's no advice territory. By and large, I thought he was fine. I think sometimes he could get, and this is this happens to younger people, can get a little moody in bad games. No, whatever. <laughs> I've seen, I, I've watched a lot of NFL quarterbacks uh, bark at people on the sidelines. You know, some people are confrontational. Some people go off in a shell. Uh, Aaron Rodgers would grab that, you know, grab his jersey up front and stand by himself. So would Jay Cutler. Quarterbacks, you know, Kyler Murray can do that. They all do it differently, right? When they're having a bad game, a bad Sunday, a bad Monday. But uh, he's going to lose a lot, and he hasn't lost a lot. Uh, but this is actually now losing is not uncharted territory. But this year for Caleb Williams, make it half. I mean, seriously, go look at the L.A. Rams annual salary chart. I think it's on, like, real GM. He made more than, like, 70% of the Rams, I think. <laughs> He's on a college campus, eating in a dining hall, or at a pizza joint across from the USC campus. He was a little moody, got kind of full of himself a little. Eh, it's uncharted territory. I get it. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. So J Mac got really upset during no, the break. Stop, stop it. That is not accurate. Sports <laughs> Illustrated named Deion Sanders Sportsman of the Year. So all the, you know, Deion haters, uh, they don't like that at all. And I just say, hey, first of all, it's probably AI generated. It probably wasn't even written by a human. <laughs> The, the the second part is, or it's the liberal media. <laughs> oh, boy. Listen, it probably wouldn't have been my choice, but Sportsman of the Year is not a standing. It's not like who finished first. It's a broad, There's a broader scope, broader context of what it means, and Deion Sanders in September literally changed network television ratings. And... I thought it was a fascinating story. So Sports Illustrated or one of their computers wrote a story and selected him. Uh, you know, the, the, the sports writers who are people, actually, voted Deion Sanders Sportsman of the Year. I just see so much. There's so much hate for Deion Sanders. And I'm telling you, I'm a West Coast guy, right? I've lived here a lot of my life. Colorado football has been good like twice for an hour. The fact that it's interesting is remarkable because the state doesn't produce high school stars. They don't have any money. Uh, you know, it's not an athletic department of note in America, and he made it fascinating, and I think we all sort of fell for it. I don't care. Oh, I was wrong. It was I had a, I love watched all their snaps for about a month. Yeah, I think the runner-up to this award was uh, Travis Kelsey, so they could maybe sell more copies. You know, Dion's going to move some, some copy. People are going to buy Sports Illustrated because they care. You couldn't put, like, Nikola Jokic, who was amazing and won the You can't just put him on the – nobody's buying that. Nobody cares. So this is more of, like, an award to sell magazines, right? And Deion Sanders, people, people are interested in the story. He's creating yeah, well, a You lose your credibility if you start doing that. But Sports Illustrated got busted the other day for AI articles, so maybe they've lost a lot of their credibility right. to begin with. So I'm not going to take shots. I'm not taking shots. I'm just saying that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't think that was shots. I think it was what Losing happened. credibility, not a shot. Well, you're using fake people. It's not great. Also so um, so I, we were thinking this morning, there, there's a lot of talk about Sean McDermott getting fired, and I've been very critical of Sean McDermott, but just be careful. You better have somebody lined up because everybody knows Sean McDermott's a good coach. I don't know if he has a second gear. He looks like a cleanup guy. I'm already Schottenheimer, a Chuck Knox. I'm not sure if he's a next level win the Super Bowl guy, but there's no question it's a, it's a very good football team. So it's interesting. I'm going to give you a chart here, and I'll, I'll go slowly for the radio audience. So um, here are the coaches that have already been fired in the NFL. Raiders and Panthers fired their coaches. Here are the coaches on the hottest of hot seats, and I don't think McDermott's one of them. The Tampa coach, the Bears coach, the Jets coach, the Washington coach, and the Chargers coach. Seven franchises. Either losing franchises, ugly recent history, or talented like the Chargers and perpetually underachieve. Businesses that aren't successful always think they're just a coach away, just a CEO away. It is so much deeper than that. And the truth is, Great candidates in any industry are rarely available because they're locked up by better organizations and better companies.
Andy Reid was available for an hour. Kansas City scooped him up. Sean Payton was available for a year. Denver scooped him up. Pete Carroll had gone to the playoffs twice in New England. USC, Seattle, he was a very good candidate. Belichick uh, got to the playoffs in Cleveland. When he went to New England, that was a very good candidate. Doug Peterson in Jacksonville won a Super Bowl, was on the beach for a few years. We kept, we kept saying over and over, somebody hired Doug Peterson. And also, I know you don't want to hear this, but Mike McCarthy was Super Bowl winning coach who'd built a culture before. So none of these candidates that I just mentioned, McCarthy, Belichick, Pete Carroll, Sean Payton, Doug Peterson, Andy Reid, had to learn how to be a head coach, and none had to learn how to win as a head coach. They'd all done it. So using that criteria, there are only two great candidates available this year. Dan Quinn and Jim Harbaugh. Both winning records. Both got a team to a Super Bowl. Both know how to win. Those are your two great candidates. Maybe Ben Johnson, Detroit OC, is good. Maybe Shane Waldron, Seattle OC, is good. But there are only two great candidates. Dan Quinn, Cowboy D.C., won more than he lost in Atlanta, got to a Super Bowl, and Jim Harbaugh. Joel Klatt, I asked him yesterday about Harbaugh. Has the mood changed on Michigan NFL for Harbaugh recently? Two weeks ago, I would have said, nope, like he's, he, he's going to be a Michigan. Now I'm not as sure. Um, I, I believe that the, the week of the Maryland game was a real um, point of demarcation, you know, where the, the hearing was dropped. We're going to go ahead and just Jim's going to serve the three-game suspension. We're going to fire this linebacker coach. And even though they didn't do this, there was some, like, almost an, an acknowledgement or admission that, like, okay, like, hand in the cookie jar. This is the way it's going to go. He doesn't feel that that's the case. So, in review, bad organizations are always sure they're just a coach away. It's never that. It's usually an impulsive owner, a cheap owner, a meddling owner, bad line play, wasted draft capital, multiple whiffs, weak roster. It's never a coach away. And the best candidates, and there's only two really good ones this year, that are going to be able to win because they've proven they can win before and get to Super Bowls, it's Harbaugh and Dan Quinn. Both come with strengths. Both, Harbaugh tends to like the... Pick his players. Dan Quinn, probably not as dogmatic on that. Harbaugh's better offensively building an offense. Dan Quinn's better on the defensive side, I would suspect. But they'd be very careful in Buffalo. Not a lot of candidates. You get Harbaugh, you get Dan Quinn, okay. But And again, I've been critical of McDermott, but Ben Johnson, Shane Waldron, maybe. The hit rate's about 25-30%. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Dynasty the King. King. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, The Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards. The guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith Presents The Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. 
Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1 800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We got into a discussion this morning. We were talking about running backs in the NFL, and it's very rare in professional sports in any league when you can kind of separate from your position. And we were talking about Christian McCaffrey, and we're like, who's the second-best running back? Uh, Best hands, uh, elusive, tough. Um, He's just been – I remember when that trade was made, the Niners picked him up, and a lot of people said, oh, look what they gave up, and we're like, timeout. When you give Picasso an empty canvas, when you give Kyle Shanahan Christian McCaffrey, it's like the ultimate Swiss Army knife. It's going to be a steal of an acquisition, and it has been a classic steal of an acquisition because he can do so many things. And his dad is Ed McCaffrey, who was a great player in the NFL, uh, 55 touchdowns, 3-0 and in Super Bowls, uh, 7,500 yards receiving, humble guy, but Ed was a great player. Little did he know his little son would end up being so great that Ed can walk in now, put glasses on, and nobody hounds him anymore. Let me ask you, I want to ask you, first of all, about Christian. Is um, And Carolina was a great place, and they used him appropriately. But San Francisco does feel different. And Ed, I think you would state this. You were nine years with the Broncos, then Giants and Niners. Where you land in this league matters. Did you think it would be this good, knowing your son's style and Kyle's history? Well, I certainly hoped it would be, and he fits in perfectly in San Francisco, and, and I knew that he would because I'm familiar with Kyle Shanahan, their head coach. I played for Mike Shanahan in Denver. I was familiar with Bobby Turner and Anthony Lynn and Brian Greasy and a lot of the coaches on their coaching staff. I know Jed York, and he's an incredible owner. They really care about their organization, and they invest in players and coaches. They've done a great job of developing coaches that have gone on to become head coaches, which have, by the way, given them a lot of draft picks, which made up for anything that Carolina had given up uh, for Christian. But more than anything, they have consistency, stability, 
in veteran leadership. And, you know, that's just something that wasn't in Carolina. They went through an, it was in the beginning. And then slowly, you know, Cam and Greg Olson and Keekly and all those guys retired and the new ownership, multiple head coaches, multiple general managers, multiple coordinators, a different starting quarterback every year that he was there to start the season. And they just didn't have the stability and consistency. They were in, in a rebuild and they're still in a rebuild. But when he got to San Francisco, um, he was around a lot of like-minded veteran leaders who have committed their lives to this game. Smart coaches, dedicated players, and it put him in a position where, you know, he can just do his job. And, and that's where he's at his best, when he can just go take the field, knowing he can count on his teammates, they can count on him, and he can just go play ball. So, uh, you know, you don't have to give me private conversations, but when Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, comes in, obviously Shanahan saw something very early in practice because they were getting him out there. I mean, give me a little story if you can. Most last picks in the draft, you were a third-round pick. I think Christian was a first-round pick. Like, you don't get a lot of seventh-round guys who are spinning it like that. Do you remember the first time Christian said to you, Dad, this dude, he can play? Yeah. Um, you know, I watched him in, in training camp and watched him in preseason, and he looked pretty good. The one thing I couldn't tell about Brock Purdy was, you know, how he would compete in a real NFL game and also how mobile he was. I didn't realize how mobile he was. He does a great job of extending plays and making plays with his feet, but he's also incredibly smart. And I did know that because when Christian first got there, um, he didn't even practice with the team. The only reps that he got were with Brock Purdy, who was running him through the entire game plan. Um, and going over all the rules with them and reviewing all the protections and uh, going over all the routes. And Christian told me after a day of working with Brock that, you know, hey, this guy is pretty sharp. You know, he knows the whole game plan. It really helped running through those plays with them before Kansas City. They played Kansas City. Christian hadn't even practiced yet. But Brock really helped get him ready. And so I'd heard some really good things uh, from Christian about Brock before he even became the starter. And then, wow, once he got in the, in the games, you know, even better than advertised. So I'll, I'm going to come back to Christian and his initiative uh, and the cleats in a second. I do want to ask you two questions. Your son, Dylan, played for a couple years with Harbaugh, and then he transferred. Um, I've had enough sources and coaches that know Jim. He's a lot. He's intense. He's unique. I think he's a heck of a coach. But Jim is unique. He's different. He's a bit of a disruptor. Um do you? I made the argument that he's more important for college than pro. He works at both. But I think I could make an argument that Jim's personality could wear you out after about three years, like Saban's. And college is a better fit. Because about the time Jim's, you know, Jim's personality could wear, you go to the NFL. Your take on Harbaugh, what you know from your son and what you've heard, is he a better college than pro fit? He, he won it both, obviously, Ed. Yeah, no, I, I think you're pretty accurate in your assessment. You know, I know Jim pretty well. He's always been really cool to me, um, treated my son well. Uh, I, you know, I would say I remember the first time I met him. Um, although I did get recruited by Michigan and Bo Schembechler had me out on the sideline when they were playing Ohio State and Jim Harbaugh was the quarterback. I didn't know him then, but I was at one of his games as a recruit. But I got to know him when I was in the NFL and we went to Anaheim for the Buffalo Bills-Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl. And um, you know, we were doing like the NFL players stuff before the game and hanging out and eating, and they, they bring us all over in a bus to watch the game. And uh, there was like these little circus games set up, right? You know, like a carnival. And one of them was the football toss. And, you know, they give you this bloated football and uh, you throw it through a little circle. It's, it's, you know, it's a gimmicky carnival thing. It's not a real assessment of your football prowess or, right. or skill. But, you know, I was with this guy that was super unathletic and a uh, little, you know, short, chubby guy. Um, and we were sitting at this table with Jim. And, um, and he was with some other people as well. And, and my wife. And we went and did this football throw. And my friend is the most unathletic of the group somehow gets it through in like two tosses. And it takes me a couple more times to get it through the circle. Um, and it's luck, right? It's mostly luck. It's not football skill. But Jim was having trouble throwing the football through the circle. And, I, and, and so, you know, he tried a couple more times. We left, went back to get some food, and then uh, looked over. I'm not kidding, like 20 minutes later. And he was still <laughs> over there at this little carnival game trying to throw this bloated football, which is not a real football, through this little circle. And I guess my point is he wouldn't leave until he threw the football through the circle. He's, he's that competitive. So the one thing I'll say about him, 
He wakes up thinking about football. He goes to bed thinking about football. He's ridiculously competitive. I think it's one of the reasons for his success and also the reason sometimes maybe he, he crosses the line and this year maybe has gotten in a little bit of, of trouble for things that have happened within his program, but he's incredibly competitive. He expects his players to be incredibly tough and physical. Um, when he makes bad decisions, he recognizes it and he adapts because he knows if you don't adapt in this sport yeah. um, and in this game, you're going to die. So I, I got to give him credit for that. Um, he's tough. He's competitive. He expects that out of his players. He's a good recruiter, great recruiter, and he's done a really good job of, uh, of picking the right schools to coach for yeah. and the right teams to coach for. And I don't think coaches get enough credit for that. You need a great organization. You need a school that invests in, in sports in their football program that allows you to build the program the way you think you need to build it. And he's done a good job of picking the right team. So in terms of Michigan, I mean, since I was in high school and way before that, that team has had a football tradition um, with Bo Schembechler being one of the people that's influenced him in, him in his life, but also his dad, like he's from a football family. Yeah. Him and his brother, John, are they're, they believe in tough physical football and they've been, they, they grew up with a, a, a great football coach who has had a huge influence on their lives. And so, you know, when they stick to what they believe they need to do to win football games and they don't deviate from their core values, which maybe once or twice, you know, you make a mistake with personnel or coaches or players, um, but then you write the ship. Um, when they do that, they, they know what it takes to build yeah. a great program. And he's had a lot of success doing it. If he's asking me, I, you know, if you want to make more money, go to the NFL. But if you want your statue up next to Bo Schembechler <laughs> outside the big house, you know, stay at Michigan. Yeah. Um, you played for a year with Deion Sanders. I think he won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, I think you did. And now he's at Colorado. And when, the, when, the, when, the, when, the, when he first got hired, I said, oh, this isn't going to work. He's a lot of flash. Um, but the transfer portal, flash matters. You get people in. Um, but if you do too much transfer portal, USC and Colorado, you don't have any chemistry. And it's a grab bag of guys who just want a paycheck. Um, I thought Dion was fascinating in September, so I leaned into it. It was new and fun. Um, you live in Colorado. In that state now, how is it viewed? Like, it was fun, but it was a lot of hype. Or do you, or do, you know Colorado football is not a powerhouse? Ed, you know that. It's hard to win there. The state doesn't have a ton of high school football stars. What do you make? How long do you think Dion stays there? What do you make of the whole situation with he and Colorado football? Well, I'll tell you what, he created more excitement around uh, Buffs football than I've seen since I've lived here, and that was in 1995. Now, they did win a national championship, and I played against them in the 80s, so they did have a good, you know, good program at one time, um, but they had kind of fallen off the map. And, and in terms of the investment the school made in the program, in terms of the support that the football program got from the school, it didn't seem to be there. It's there now. Dion has done an amazing job yeah. of shaking it up a little bit, and I think, you know, love or hate what he did, he kind of had to do it. Now, a lot of coaches would probably get fired for saying and doing some of the things he said, but he's gotten the support from the president and the AD, and he brought in a lot of incredibly talented players. They went from one win to four wins in a year, um, and an amazing victory over TCU early on, and they scored a lot of points against you know USC and some other teams yeah. um, where they lost, but it was impressive. And, you know... Dion is Dion. He does it in his own style. I played with him. He was a phenomenal teammate. He was defensive player of the year in San Francisco in 1994, the year we won a Super Bowl, uh, the last Super Bowl that San Francisco won. Hopefully there's more to come. And I think he, he knows exactly what he wants to do with that program. And so he's going to be controversial. He's going to be a mercurial um, figure uh, within the sports world. But, um, you know, if there's one guy that has a chance of turning CU – into a perennial winner in football, I think it's Dion, and he think I think he's exactly what they needed at a time when they needed it. Now, the slippery slope of being a college football coach right now is how do you build a long-lasting culture and still build a team every year to win and yeah. not turn into a feeder team, yeah. not turn into a team where your star players are always going to leave for a better opportunity as soon as they have some success. That that That's the real challenge he's going to face. How well does he do? Um, rebuilding his roster from this year to next. Finally, uh, your son, Christian McCaffrey, um, 
He has a My Cause, My Cleats initiative. Uh, your family, Christian, uh, had charities, which is awesome. And um, I think it's part of your family. You're all athletes and charities and doing well for others. And is the is the initiative still going on? How can people participate? It is. You know, he put something out on Instagram. Should just look for Christian on Instagram or go to his website, the Christian McCaffrey Foundation.com. He has two causes he really believes in. One is supporting military families. That's really, really important to him. Um, and the other is um, the Logan Project, supporting Logan Hale. And that story will just tug at your heartstrings. It's a, a young, uh, young man in Carolina who unfortunately passed away and who just wanted to play video games with his friends in the hospital uh, during his last days. He had a great attitude, a love of life, a lot of enthusiasm, and all he wanted to do was play video games with his friends. So um, Christian has made an effort to partner with other NFL players and other teams and hospitals in NFL cities to put gaming consoles in children's wards in the hospital so that they can play not only with their friends and family, but maybe even other celebrities. He put on the Logan Bowl last year, and a lot of NFL players participated and played against each other and, and shared with some of the you know children in hospitals in their NFL city. So it's a great cause and just an amazing story and means a lot to Christian. And so check him out on Instagram. Check out the website. Um, too late to vote for which cleat he's going to wear this week. He's thinking about wearing one of each. Uh, on his left and right foot, but uh, definitely not too late to donate and make a difference. Ed, you took time for us today, 15 minutes. I know you're busy. I always appreciate that, um, and I just want to thank you for it. Anytime, Colin. Thank you for having me on the show. All right. Ed McCaffrey, who was a great player, 3-0 in Super Bowls, 7,500 yards, 55 touchdowns, Stanford guy, heck of a player. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.